0: Hey, people, what's good? This is episode 48. This is Sports Debate Tuesday, and the episode starts right now. Guess who's back? Back again. Guess who's back? Back again. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? What's good, people? This is episode forty-eight, along with my man Rob. Keep it McLean, McLean. I am Jason DeBias. This is Sports Debate Tuesday. We are in episode forty-eight. What's good, my man?
1: How What's you feeling, my brother? How you feeling I'm today?
0: Did the, the I'm sunrise. Great. You, you you got out there and trained a little bit. Yeah, oh, I had
1: uh just got on the sand. You know, it was crazy rain last night, but you know, we back on the sand.
0: Yes. Oh, man, I'm going to be out there I'm a, within the next few days. I'm, I'm over whatever, whatever what was wrong with me, which was not COVID. Now, listen, I feel pretty good, Rob. You know, today I was going to start the show. I was going to talk about how great my Buffalo Bills are. I was going to start singing that song. Hey, 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 you know the rest, right? I was going <laughs> to talk about... Josh Allen, I was going to talk about the the great game he had. He's 27 for 36, 320 yards, four scores, 75% completion percentage with a 148.5 of passer rating. Talking about how he broke Jim Kelly's record for most touchdowns. Buffalo Bills franchise record with 34, not to mention that the eight that he ran, so that's even more than you think. All right, so he broke Jim Kelly's. I wanted to talk about Stephon Diggs. He broke um, Eric Mould's franchise record for uh, uh, receiving yards, and he's the leader in receptions in this league right now by far, by nine, okay? I wanted to talk about how Beasley is first in the league in slot receptions. I wanted to talk about how my Buffalo Bills are first in the league in third down conversions. However, second or last. I'm like getting off the field, but, <sighs> but – can't talk about that right now, right? Why? Because we find ourselves in the beginning of this episode talking about the New York Jets beating the Cleveland Browns. Bow wow wow diddy-o diddy Bow wow diddy-o diddy The dog pounding got their dogs pounded by the New York Jets. 23 to 16. Watching Sam Donald run over somebody. We're going to talk about that later. That's on our shame, okay? Um. All right, so back to business. The Jets... Uh, drop drop the Browns twenty three to sixteen, and the question is: With the Browns at ten and five, and a slew of other teams at ten and five, they're, right now if they win, they're in. But you got the Colts on the outside looking in, and they play the Steelers. So the question, Rob: Did the Jets, sorry, did the Browns losing this game, play themselves out of the playoffs?
1: <laughs> you know, um, I'm going to say yes, just because. Uh, you know the trend of where their team is going for me I I you know I was surprised at, at how well they did this year especially the last two years being so you know okay um, but I still think they overachieved you know so uh, right now when you have like this many people out they have to not just come back but they have to come back and perform you know and then this is week 17 so everything is on this game this time so um I just don't see their team, you know, peaking or, or playing their best football right now when it matters the most. Um, and, you know, I just – I think the other teams are just ready – are rearing to go for uh, – to take over that division. You know, the, the Ravens have been playing great football. Um, and, you know, I think just the Browns have been playing good enough football to win games, and, and I think that's – you know, it's great. But um, when you lose a lot of players – you know, especially in a short time. I understand that's tough, but you still have your franchise quarterback. You know, you still have some franchise pieces there that should have been, you know, their overall number one draft picks. You know, they have three of them on that team. So the fact to say that they don't have enough to win games against an O and fifth fourteen team, which is what they should be, but a now two and twelve team in the Jets, uh, I just think it shows that the Browns have probably very little depth. You know, they have their front line. Everything is good on the front line, but just like the playoff shows, when you get deeper in your team, are they good? Do they play a high level? And I think that just shows the Browns. They're still, uh, you know, an an emerging franchise. They're not that franchise yet. So yeah, I believe I do. They they did play themselves out of their playoff spot. And uh, you know, I hope 10 and six will win them a, win them all playoff spot next year.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, right? 10 and 6 doesn't get you into the playoffs. In fact, um all four teams that are 10 and 5 that can win out in this and there's, there's going to be one team if they all win out, there's going to be one team at 11 and 5 that's not going to make it to the playoffs. That's the Indianapolis Colts who lost to Pittsburgh this weekend. Rob, I had an I had a preemptive answer as I was doing my research and and preparing this podcast. Uh the, the answer my original answer was an emphatic hell, no. I'm like, hell no, they're not going to. They're, they're playing the Pittsburgh. The Steelers at Pittsburgh. That is a rivalry as, you know, compared to what happened like last year with Garrett and this and that. And Pitt, between the Ravens at Pittsburgh, I think they make an extra effort <laughs> to make sure they don't try to lose. Rob, let me ask you something. You're a volleyball player. You ever play against someone that was better than you that when you were coming up, but now you're better than them? But for some reason, they they have this problem losing to you, so they always play you harder than they play everybody else. Totally, that's the Steelers totally. right now. That's the Steelers right now. They do not want to lose to the Browns ever ever again. The Ravens, after they, you know. Cleveland stuck it to them a year ago. The Ravens don't ever want to lose to them again. I think Ravens, the Ravens swept the season series. Okay, now let's consider some logistics first. We're gonna do. I'm. I'm. A, I'm gonna throw some at, some numbers, and then I'm just gonna. We're just gonna do a little eye test thing. All right. So right now the Ravens play the Bengals. They're gonna. They're gonna beat the Bengals. I, I mean, Bengals are balling, and I appreciate that. And they're we're gonna really talk are. about people that are balling with it, nothing to lose. We could talk about that later in the show. The Colts play Jacksonville. Jacksonville, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm mean, they just forget it. I just thought about New York <laughs> Knicks so I'm going to skip them, all right? Miami <laughs> Miami plays Buffalo. That's not an easy win for Miami and Buffalo might be playing for for second place cuz second place gets you two home games since uh, only the first place team has a bye, all right? So the Browns play the Steelers. Last week, a combined 45 yards rushing against the Jets, no less, okay? They were without their top four wide receivers for COVID, including Landry and Higgins and Peoples-Jones and Hodge, okay? Mayfield, 52% completion percentage, 28 of 53. 53 passing attempts. That is not how you beat the Jets. That is not Cleveland Browns football, all right? You got Kareem Hunt, and you got Chubb, and you got your receivers out. Even if the other team knows you're coming, you run. You run, okay? Because sometimes, right, the times they just man up. So mm-hmm. when I considered that, um, I think the Colts are going to win. I think they're going to beat the Jacksonville. I think the Ravens are going to win. I think they're going to beat the Bengals. Um, let's call Miami and and um, let's call Miami and Buffalo. I don't know, a, a, a wash. If they lose, I think they're out. If they lose, even if Miami loses, right? I mean, they. I, I think they hold a tiebreaker against Cleveland, so I think they're out. So me, I, I had an emphatic "hell no" coming into this podcast. But as I'm, I'm waiting for us to set up. What do I get on my newsfeed? Mason Rudolph is starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> and my question is, so I'm gonna bounce. I'm gonna punt the question back to you. Um, and I, I, I'd like to answer first since it was my turn to talk, and I'm gonna give you the the floor back. Will Pittsburgh still beat Cleveland with Mason Rudolph? Um, I don't think so anymore. The floor is yours. <clears throat>
1: so, I mean, honestly, even just back to the point you were talking about, I feel as though when, and this has been my problem with Big Ben and Pittsburgh the entire time, they want him to be that guy. And he hasn't been an MVP caliber player for five years now six years now and Mm -hmm. I mean when he was at his peak unbelievable but he can't throw more than 30 times in a game but they do it every single time and they wonder you know oh why does he have these bad interceptions or it's just like it looks like a mental lapse in all honesty if Mason Rudolph is playing good consistent football like let's say Mm -hmm. Ryan Finley for the Cincinnati Bengals if all he does is play consistent football their defense in Pittsburgh can not only just stop the other team, but maybe score some points, you know? And I think just the whole idea that, you know, they turn the ball over way too much, especially Big Ben. You know, they're not getting into their star guys, Juju. Uh, I mean, it's just Eric Ebron's getting more more touches than than Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, that's that's crazy. What about Clay, uh, Chase Claypool? You know, like all these guys have been shut down or, you know, relegated to, to – um, to, you know, sh- throws in the flat and then, you know, make it work. You know, it's just, that's crazy. So I don't know, maybe it's just Big Ben. Maybe they're just giving us some time off. But I feel as though as long as Mason Rudolph can do what a lot of these backup quarterbacks have been doing, which is play good enough, that defense can start to become alive again. And that's what I feel is what's going to happen, you know. And let's look at uh, De- uh not Detroit. Let's look at Cleveland even. If Baker plays really well, their defense isn't going to wake up. You know what I'm saying? Their team is based off that defense. So, like, I just don't like what the, the sparks that Cleveland has. You know, like, they got Miles Garrett, but they got no one really else behind that. You know, they got Baker Mayfield, but really it's Nick Chubb and their receiving core and their, line, their linemen that really are stepping up this season to do more. You know, Baker Mayfield is just kind of there. So, in my eyes, I just think that there's too many roller coasters on Cleveland. I think they did a great job this year of making that into a better football team, but I just don't like Baker Mayfield. I, I love Nick Chubb more than I love Baker Mayfield. You know what I mean? Um, it's just I, mean, I just you sh- should have loved Chubb so more much this weekend, right? I just like Chubb. Period. <clears throat> yeah, I like Chubb more than more than Baker Mayfield for that franchise. I think he's even more of a franchise player than uh, Baker Mayfield. But anyway, um, yeah, I just feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to come out and do what they do every year, which is play better towards the end of the year, uh, play better in the playoffs, you know, play better when it matters. In uh, Cleveland, you know, they're going to do what they usually do, play worse towards the end of the year, start to throw games. They may, may have could have won. Um, so I, I like Cleveland to lose this game, but, you know, I, I obviously understand why they could win, but if they don't get all their players back, mm-hmm. you know, if all their players aren't performing at a top level, they're going to be, just as good as the team that just lost to the jets so
0: yeah well definitely well well, we're going to re-explore this because um that's that's one of our games on our on our nfl pick six Mm. so um yeah i'm definitely gonna we're again we're going to revisit that and yeah there. i mean initially i thought they were in big trouble but to be continued on that Mm. with i mean it not having Big Ben start without, as bad as he's been, without their without a running game, they do have some talented receivers, but to what end, you know? So mm-hmm. we got pick six coming up, but before we go to pick six, we have this little end of year thing I like to do, uh, and you know, you know how big I am on top fives and all that stuff. So I'm uh, right now we're gonna revisit or conclude this terrible year that I wish I speak for both of us we can uh, eliminate from the human footprints. <laughs> You know, and just just call next year 2012, I mean 20, and just, you know, pretend to, this one never happened. Um, so many celebrity deaths. We're going to revisit some of those too. Some um, celebrity sports figures, so many musicians. I had a whole list of them I do, but this is a sports debate show, so we'll talk about one in particular. But this is Jason and Rob's top five reasons sports save 2020. Rob, I go with reason number five. Sports talk shows—you got First Take, you got Skip and Shannon, you got Jason Jay and Rob—people like us when sports were shut down and when we got reduced to watching horse. Horse, we're watching horse <laughs> on 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 the on on the on the, the granddaddy of, of sports networks. We're watching horse. Okay, sports talk shows have kept everybody engaged with with um, social justice and and a lot of these athletes that sit up, but. It's like a tree that falls in the woods. Like if no one covers it, they don't have a voice. So big up n- number number five, are, are people like, you know, the big wigs like Stephen A, Max, Skip, whatever. Um, love me some Ryan Clark. I, I wish he would. St- I wish he'd be on first take every day, uh, and guys like us. We we banged out. 48 straight weeks. Okay. Stephen A. didn't even do 48 straight weeks. All right. Um, We're in episode 48. So that's reason number five. Reason number four three letters the AVP. For the people that followed us that watch uh, indoor or beach volleyball, the AVP during this shutdown managed to get everybody COVID tested, created their own, uh, kind of poor man's mini bubble if they will because a lot of these these players are roommates and train with each other so they isolated with each other they got a film permit for the parking lot for long beach in long beach and and filled this parking lot with sand and and staged three straight weekend three straight events and the players did not disappoint I mean, we could talk about Taylor Crab. That's my dude. He was, you know, congratulations, Taylor. You were five, five and one last week. Uh, your brother was one and five, so I'm a, I'm gonna tease a little bit. You know, Phil was Phil, Nick was Nick, but highlighting some of these girls like Chrissy Jones, highlighting you know, uh, Reed Pretty, you know, Dave, Dave, David Lee. A lot of these people who had to qualify for this draw. <laughs> you know, like I mean, like you're talking about champions, uh, Ricardo that had to whatever. So this must it was definitely the avp and big up big up to my guys in the florida region um big up to my guys in louisiana volleyball sean Ladig, evan corey big up to kevin knight um big up to um dave palm everybody that just made uh the uh the the big the um smaller venue tournaments happen and just play big big up to jeff samuels who was in who was in the picture pretty much every whatever so great job for beach volleyball in such a bad bad time uh rob number three i think it's where you at the nfl yeah
1: uh well ufc no oh yeah ufc they put on a whole bunch of events um i mean i was it almost seems like now it's almost every other weekend they're putting an event on you know so um you know i, I love what they did at the, towards the end now you know where they're really trying to up the the ante and see how far they can go with it but they were really one of the most uh influential you know in the very 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 beginning whether it was a uh, you know, one of the four major uh, sports, you know, they're right on the cusp of that. And they made major, major uh, changes just to make sure they could actually hold events, uh, keep their business going. You know, um, I, I mean, I'm not really sure about Big's business up there, but, you know, it must be difficult with all the money that was not coming in, you know, to supplement that for the fighter salaries and all these other things that, you know, they got to do. Yeah, to keep I know they took a hit, in.
0: right? Yep.
1: And they also have, you know, Bellator. Uh, K-1, they have all these other, you know, athletic, s- established athletic, you know. Uh, you
0: got one one uh, championship, right?
1: Yeah, one championship. You have all these uh, established, uh, you know, companies that are, you know, that could poach these players in a second. So it's just very great to, to, to have that live, uh, no, not live audience, but at least live sporting events um, that we could still be a part of and, and make things seem like a, a bit more normal again. So, you know, big up to UFC on that for sure.
0: Nah, no doubt, man. Number two, Rob. You got number two. <clears throat>
1: um, yeah, for me, uh, oh, you got the, the NBA, NFL.
0: NFL, yeah. NFL,
1: NFL, yeah. I mean, yeah, the NFL, man, they, you know, I was I was very happy with them that not only they put it on, uh, but they also gave people the option to not, you know, to not play, to be safe and to, you know, keep their family healthy as well. Um, so, again, just another innovative way to um, still continue to to. Keep the events going, but also <clears throat> to, uh, you know, allow people to, you know, stay in and play or not play, earn a salary, still earn a salary if you're not going to play. So it's it very uh, uh, progressive in, in their in their way to get things started.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, number one, Rob, is, is the NBA. When this thing hit and the NBA season got shut down, they're like, wait a second, we are one of the richest leagues in the world, all right? And we're global. We're not just national. Why don't we just get a zip code, take all of the players and put them in the zip code? And everybody's like, oh, wait, 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 but they'll be away from their families. And I'm like, dude, shut up. It's called sacrifice, all right? I I am a military vet, okay? I'm a Gulf War vet. <laughs> I had to be away from my family to do my job, all right? And if I could do that for a, for a cheap-ass salary, these guys could do it for two and a half months. And Rob, they did it. They got they got basically one or two zip codes, 354 players, zero positive tests though I think you call BS on that but um, if there was a way to for sports to happen, they, sh- they laid out the platform. Of course they had the money to do it, but they they showed other leagues like look um, we're not talking about Kent here. we're talking about Kent. If it can be done, how? This is the way. boom. And you know what? It was exciting as hell to watch. And I, I can't even imagine if it was that exciting to watch without without fans there. You had a bunch of TV screens, which was pretty good, and you had acoustic acoustic uh, support. I can't even imagine how exciting this NBA Finals would have been w- with fans. And I, and I can't wait. I speak for both of us. I can't wait to start seeing some of these stadiums and, and, and arenas packed. But the NBA, man, gold standard, and they really, really set the standard. And that was really cool. You know, so that's Rob and I. That's our top five ways that sports saved two thousand twenty. And I use the word "saved" cautiously, of course, because I know there were people sick and I know there are people that lost their lives. So not everybody got saved. But in the metaphoric sense of the term, and since this is a sports, this is a sports show, I'm only gonna say. And I and I say this for you, Rob. You know what I mean. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> so now we move on to our NFL pick six. Let's go over last week's results right now. Um, actually as of last last night, or actually last Sunday, we got Taylor Crab five and one. I think he lost with the Colts. You, my man, lost with the Eagles. I tried to tell you. And me, my my dumb self picked the Rams over the Seahawks. So those are our, our three losses. So we're gonna go to the totals to the total numbers. Let's go back to the total numbers. And right now you were you were tied with the guest at 53 and 29. Both of you were tied last week. Me, look if you look at me, Rob. Guess who broke even, off even? <laughs>
1: even. Two good weeks. I'll do that Steven. to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen. Hey, I now you can, come back. Now you can make it look good if you get a good one this week. I'll
0: finish strong. I just want to see. I want to. I just want to see my my last record, the last three weeks, to even dream that I could break off even. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this week, we got a little mini drum roll. Maybe I'll throw one in on the edit. But drum roll, please. This is our new guest, who's going to be doing pick six with us this week. It is Sean Ladeg. <laughs> What's up, Sean Ladig? Thank you for participating this week for with us and thank you Taylor Crab last week man I was pretty cool man um, I might say some cool things about him at the end you know but not because I'm like a fan of his, um a fan of his game but I'm a fan of his personality like um I met him or I knew about him before he came up on the AVP he played for a team called Hustle and Flow with Luis Mendez, you know Frankie Valdez, and everybody was saying, "Oh, this guy's cool people. This guy's cool people." So, unlike a lot of people who are like intrigued by his game and think he's a good a good human being because of how good he plays, I thought I thought he's a cool dude from the beginning. And then when I was doing the beat, when he won New York, he he had to board on the airplane. He gave me the twenty minute interview, and I thought that was really cool of him. You know, everyone's boarding and shit. So, um, his discipline is 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 as far as the game and playing and, I guess, being on time, knowing where he's supposed to be and, and doing his job, big up to him. But, in the, but as far as good human beings are concerned, whoo, who, 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 who. I'm going to shut up about Taylor. In fact, I'm going to shut up about me, okay, because there's a lot of people that are not in that man's league. That is Sean Ladig. Welcome. Here we go. Our NFL pick six, all right? Our first game, let's revisit Steelers visiting the Cleveland Browns. Rob, you're going to go first on this one?
1: I mean, I'm going to go with what I was saying, man. I think Cleveland's going to drop another and go home and just chill for the rest of the year.
0: I was all set to pick the Steelers because I know Ben, nobody likes to light up the Steelers better than Big Ben, but without Big Ben and without a decent running game, they're going to stack eight in the box. They're going to, they're going to single, single cover Claypool and um, Juju. And I don't think that Rudolph has what it takes to to exploit the man coverage. I don't think he has enough practice time. And I just hope Miles Garrett doesn't hit him, hit him in the head with his own helmet again. I'm going with Cleveland, um, and that's it. And Sean LeDig, who do you got? Who do you got, Sean? Show me, show me, show me. Sean has. Sean has. Sean's going with the Browns. Steelers and he says the Steelers sit their starters, which I hope by the way, because if they Steelers lose, that means Buffalo has a second seat automatically. Because right now they they're both twelve and three, and Buffalo has a tiebreaker. Um, Game two, we are going to go with, I think Sean skip one Dolphins at the Bills. Um, I'm gonna go first on this one. Please, the Dolphins have more to play for on the with the Buffalo Bills, but the Buffalo Bills, they realize something very, very important. If you take your foot off the gas pedal, if you try to do things the traditional way, you just might lose. Like last night, they were up by a lot of points, and instead of running the ball and, like, ticking the clock, you know what they did? They kept throwing bombs. You know why? Because that was the only way they knew how to play. Because the last time they tried to run and they tried to dink and dump and milk the clock, they were up on the Rams 28-3 and almost blew that. Almost blew a 25-point 25, a 25 lead. So they know how to play, and I expect them to, to play the exact same way um, this Sunday against the Dolphins. I'm going Bills. Who you got?
1: Yeah, you know, this one's difficult for me, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins just purely because um, I just don't trust the defense of the Bills. And I say that cautiously, but what the Dolphins do is so hard to defend time and time and time and time again, and their defense is just good enough, just good enough to get some pressure, to make sure they don't get good, uh, deep passes, to make sure they don't uh, you know lose on the run game, you know i think their defense is very 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 solid and their offense it's so fast it's so like predicted not predictable but they know what they're doing do you know what i mean so you have these no-name guys who are just you know like look, they look like studs out there you know that's what a great quarterback can do and that's what i think the dolphins have whether it's fits or it's uh to a tiger low out there they just they they have something that they're trying to do and on offense that's so important to strategize so I'm going to pick the Dolphins. Uh, I think they're going to, you know, they're just, they're continuing the peak. Um, And yeah, I have them uh, winning this game.
0: All right. And Sean, actually, Sean didn't pick anyone for this one. He only gave me five picks instead of six. So I'm going to probably stencil in on the edit who he picks, but I'm I'm guessing he's probably going to go with the the Bills as well. But if he doesn't, I'll double check with him. All right. We got game three coming up, Rob, on our, ooh, Okay, we have the Dallas Cowboys visiting the G-Men, the New York Giants. Rob, you got to go first on this one.
1: I mean, I, I, you know, reluctantly, you know, this is for the record. I'll pick the the Dallas Cowgirls. But on that, I have to say that I just don't think that they're going to dominate. You know, I think, again, the Giants are going to show that, you know, they're they can compete. Um, but I just don't like what the, the the Cowboys are doing. If they're gonna lean on Andy Dalton for this many games, you know, something's gonna fall. So I'll go with the Cowboys.
0: Rob, sometimes we disagree on stuff, right? Sometimes it's just, it's a, it's a gentleman's disagreement. And sometimes we look at each other like you, like you crazy as hell, okay? But in this case, this week, just like last week, Rob, I'm your friend. I was trying to help you, okay? <laughs> All of the logic, all of the analytics said that the Cowboys were supposed, to, um, were supposed to lose that game against the Eagles last week. The Eagles was a very good pick. But outside of the numbers, you have to understand something mystical going on. Some, this kind of karma thing going on, this black cat syndrome. Dallas, if they lost last week, would have been eliminated. But that's not how they're supposed to break their fans' hearts. They're supposed to string them along all the way to the end, and just when you think that they're supposed to do what they're supposed to do, they will let you down. They are an accident waiting to happen. They are abysmal. Okay, and I, I shudder to think why the hell people still call them America's team. Yeah, I said it. So this is the week that they're supposed to beat the team. They're the better running game. They're the better. They have the better quarterback with with the red with the red rifle. All right. They have better. Better wide receivers, Gallup and and Debo. Oh, oh, I don't even know who's this 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 rookie again.
1: C.D. Lamb. C.D. CD Lamb. Lamb.
0: Oh my! Freshers. Between him and Justin Jefferson and and one or two other dudes, man, this is the year of the wide receiver. But as far as upset picks, this is going to be the biggest upset I'm going to pick all season because they will let you down. I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm so ooh, woo, Sorry. I was like
1: after all that. I'm
0: going with Rob's g men. So I got your back, Rob. I got look, I'm good Rob. Luck. I'm your friend. I'm I'm
1: I'm, your friend. I'm hoping they win a draft pick. I don't want them to win a game. You
0: know. What I mean? <laughs> Sean Ludick uh spits and swallows, he's going to pick the Cowboys too. Um <laughs> we go to game 4. Game 4 is the Cardinals. Uh Arizona Cardinals. Uh, against the Rams. You got a game where I don't think Kyler Murray or Goff is starting. Uh, Rams are the home team. I believe the Rams are in. I I mean, if they lose, they might need help. If um, Arizona's in, they need two teams to lose. And it's a tough, tough pick because you got great corners. And the biggest difference and the biggest outlier in this game is is Darnold, is um Aaron Donald. Okay, both teams have uh, very talented secondaries. You know Peterson and Ramsey on either team. Both of them have uh you know playoff worthy quarterbacks who are not playing. Um, Drake is picking up his running game, but not 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 against Darnold, man, not against Donald. So I, I guess you know, this game that was supposed to be a shootout is going to be a who cares game for me. I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to go with the Rams.
1: <clears throat> yeah, this one's hard for me uh, because the Rams, I only feel like they have been good offensively. The only way they've been good offensively is because of Jared Goff. And I'm not even saying he's been doing very well. I just think he's been, you know, such a captain to that team. Um and, uh, you know, just with a broken thumb in your throwing hand, I just don't see how he's going to play. I've seen it before. I just don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I agree that Aaron Donald then is the best player on the field, uh, and he should dominate. But I don't know, man. I just I have a feeling about this Arizona team. You know, I think they have, uh, you know, they're really tightly knit. Um, they'll come around to Kyler Murray. And necessarily, Kyler Murray has, like, a hamstring deal. So, you know, he can't necessarily run out the pocket, but he can definitely throw. So I'd expect to see him on the field before I'd see Jared Goff. So I'm just going to stick with Arizona. Hopefully, you know, the injury report will, you know, help me out. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with that.
0: All right. And Sean Ladig is going with um, the Cardinals. He calls it a revenge game. I believe they lost in um Yeah, they lost to him earlier this season. Mm All right, we got game five. We have, uh, I believe it's the Packers of Green Bay Mm. visiting the Chicago Bears. Um, Mm. Sean, um, sorry, Rob, this is the one you go first.
1: I mean, you know me, I love my Green Bay Packers. Um, Hard to say. I mean, you know, I know if their whole team is on the field, they're going to dominate, you know, I'm just gonna go with the Green Bay Packers on this one. Just make it easy. Just make it easy.
0: Chicago needs us to win it in, okay? Um, mm-hmm. Green Bay needs us to, to maintain the number one seed, and everybody knows that having a week off only for all the teams that have to have to travel to the frozen tundra to to advance in the playoffs is nothing but an advantage for Green Bay. I don't think Green Bay is gonna is gonna is gonna mess around. And they're probably going to play everybody because if you play everybody and if you have a bye week, then you're going to you're going to have all the time you need to rest. All right, you don't need two weeks rest. You might come out literally cold as well as figuratively, and that's happened to them against the Giants. They were fifteen and one, and the, the G-men and route to their Super Bowl beat. Yeah, oh my God. I I mean, I always thought Brady saw a ghost when he played the Giants. I thought Aaron Rodgers saw a ghost when he was playing the Giants that year. I
1: was in Wisconsin for yeah, that game. You
0: were? Oh, I was yeah. in
1: Wisconsin for that game, dude. Everybody hated yeah. me for that.
0: But I, listen, I could have said this both a whole bunch of time and, and just used one word before I picked it. Trubisky, okay? Do you trust Trubisky to freaking come through when you need him? He can come. Can he light up the scoreboard? Yeah, maybe against somebody else. He maybe ain't, he ain't doing that. Nah, Green Bay is well coached right now. They, I think Lafleur's an upgrade. Look, listen to respect to McCarthy, Much. man. You know, Lafleur's an a upgrade, dude. You know, so Sean. A while. Sean is um. Sean's going with the pack. Cold weather not a factor. Yeah, shot talent. Yeah,
1: and, and no shot to you know McCarthy, mm-hmm. you know, because you know, look at he's dealing with Dallas. I don't know yeah. if that's you know great or not, but um, yeah, I just think he's a stale coach with a with a superstar quarterback. You got to let him do his thing, you know, mm-hmm. or create a system that he can flourish in. You know, it can't just be neither of those things.
0: Yep. So. Yep. Last game is Washington um, visiting. Is are they visiting the Eagles? Yeah, Washington is visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I'm gonna go first on this one. I'm gonna go with the mm-hmm. Eagles and I'll tell you why is because even though the Eagles are are out of the playoffs, just like a lot of teams, some people are, you know, are just working out stuff and this and that, but a lot of people are playing for their resumes, okay? I'm not talking about coaches, but I'm talking about players. Like if they're supposed to lose the game and if players take plays off and whoever comes in new is gonna clean house. What are they gonna look at? They're gonna look at your your last few games they're going to look at your last few games and they're going to judge your, your whole resume by that. So uh, if you think some of th- these teams are, are taking games off or whatever, they, I just think it's a dumb thing to even think when you think about people's playing lives, just collectively from the kicker all the way down, all the way up, I mean. So I'm going with the Eagles. I think, I think Hertz gets a chance to finish strong. Um, his final audition for them to make a decision, I'm going with the Eagles.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really love watching Alex Smith Smith play, especially in a situation that doesn't completely make him, you know, just stay still and and hit the, hit the target. You know, he's got to move a little bit. He's got to, you know, create different lanes uh, to pass from. I think that's really, uh, even if he's not athletic necessarily even anymore, you know, he's just, uh, he's a versatile quarterback. You know, he's not necessarily just a pocket quarterback. So for me, Alex Smith, if he's in the game, I'm picking Washington. You know, just on the fact that uh, Washington's defense has been supreme. You know, not even just—I mean, just on that front four—and um, they get a little bit of pressure the right way on on a Jalen Hurts. I think it's just gonna, um, you know, just 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 you know, rock him off his confidence a bit. So, I, I think that Washington's gonna win this game, um, and then just make the NFC really difficult to figure out who's coming out.
0: Well, Washington wins; they're in. It makes it makes the Cowboys Giants game irrelevant. Yeah. It makes them it makes them irrelevant. It makes the, the game irrelevant. Well hey, that's us that's a Yeah. <laughs> but you no, know, you don't understand. It, it's it's the ultimate honey dick. that, that mm. Washington has to lose to make the Cowboys game important. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's not gonna have man. Accident I, I, no accident what would be great? waiting to happen. Because no. yeah, there's
1: two ways now. There's you know, Washington wins and then the Cowboys blow out the Giants.
0: Then the Cowboys aren't.
1: <laughs> Oh, no.
0: Washington wins. That's right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, it's just break your heart all week 17. <laughs> oh, that's even worse because, as I said, oh, my God. Oh, if they didn't win, oh, we would have went to the playoffs, and we would have we would have went all the way to the Super Bowl. Why do you think I hate this team so much? I don't hate, I don't <laughs> listen, I don't hate Dak Prescott. I don't hate the Red right. Rifle. You know, I don't dislike Zeke, Ohio State guy. I just hate their nauseating fan base. Do you know how many I days I had to listen to the, they get one win? Oh, you're, oh we're turning around. Oh, oh this this is it this is this is our launching point that's my favorite one this is our <laughs> launching point uh uh we, you know what we can go to the, we can go to the playoffs and you know what? we get in the playoffs we can go all the way to the super bowl it's just mind-blowing I'm a Buffalo yeah. Bills fan I don't even say that about my team and I think the right. Buffalo Bills has the best chance of beating the Kansas City Chiefs if any, if anyone can win a shootout I'm mm-hmm. telling you I'm telling you Kansas City's secondary is good but they ain't got nobody like a whole Diggs and Beasley nope <laughs> or John Brown who's on uh, viral protocol. So that's the end of our pick six uh, go to one of my favorite uh, topics we call it ladies and gentlemen this is to shame or not to shame. Let's see if I can get this right ready? Shame. 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 Oh, I did it, Rob. (laughs) All right, Rob. To shame or not to shame? Hmm. To shame or not to shame? The Falcons have all three timeouts with 54 seconds left to go. And elect to melt the clock down and play the field goal to tie instead of going for the win. Rob. And they miss the field goal and eventually mm-hmm. lose. So Rob, shame or no shame?
1: Uh definitely shame. Um just on the fact that you have Matt Ryan, who has was killing it at that point. You know, if any part of the game he was playing very well, if any part of the season he was playing very well, it was at that point. Yep. Um, and all you have to do is five here, ten there hit the sideline, three inter- three incompletions, kick a field goal, you know, but you at least have to keep the pressure on that defense because you're going to go to the overtime next, you know, you keep the pressure on the defense. So definitely shame on that. Definitely shame.
0: When I saw that clock ticking down, when I saw them get within close to the red zone, if not in the red zone, and it was 54 seconds and he just kept letting it tick. I was like, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing, dude? You're an interim coach, aren't you? I mean, you—if you're gonna audition, you gotta play it smart. I'm just—I got 10 seconds left, and maybe I'm just beating around the bush when I could have just summarized this whole thing in just one word. I could say it three times: shame, shame, shame. All right, Rob. To shame or not to shame? Sam Darnold to get a first down runs over Malcolm Smith on the Cleveland Browns. Shame to shame or not to shame. I'm going to go first on this one, dude. Malcolm Brown, you love to hit the quarterback, and sometimes I know you want to lay off when they're taking a slide, but well, when that dude's high, you start high, and when he and when he slides, you miss him high. You do not let some scrub USC quarterback steamroll you and roll up on you like he's a boss on a team that only won one game last week. Big up to the Jets for winning, beating teams with winning records, but shame, dude. Come on. Come on, man. Rob, talk to me, man. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, definitely shame. Um, I, I got to say, though, as a defender, it has been increasingly difficult in the last couple of years to understand when to make a penalty or how to not make a penalty when hitting somebody. So I understand the hesitance, uh, the hesitance, the hesitance. But um, yeah, I mean, when you're a defender, you know, you got to crush that guy, especially quarterback. You, you can never touch the quarterback now. So the second he tucks the ball and runs, You better be low on your shoulder and putting the boom on him because you never get to touch quarterbacks now.
0: Dude, what about like a nice hard two-hand touch? (laughs) You know? How about that? (laughs) How about a nice – How about just – You can really two-hand touch someone that the ref's not going to – You know what I'm saying? Don't leave with your helmet. Don't leave with your shoulder. Because like you said, you can't even – There was a rough and a passer penalty on Stidham last night that I thought was bull crap. The guy, mm. when did him pass? He put both arms up, and on the pass, he's allowed a lot of whole step, and that wasn't even a whole step. That was mid step, and just and just and chest bumped him, and he fell down. And they got a rough in the pass. and I'm like, "Come on, man! You're taking care of that backup more than you're taking care of Cam. <laughs> give me a give me a break." Sure. Sure. <laughs> All right, guys, that's that was to shame or not to shame, but I thought I'd have a little fun with the second one because I'm I've been one of Sam Darnold's um, um biggest critics, you know. Uh, Actually, any quarterback from USC, Sanchez, Matt Barkley. I mean, come on, Buffalo. Just give me Stidham. Give me, yo, give me Kaepernick. You're going to tell me Stidham's in the league and Matt Barkley's in the league and Kaepernick's not. That's a whole, dude, that's a whole nother podcast, my man. Mm -hmm. So, Rob, this is our next section, our next to last section. This is called Quick Question. Quick Question. Mm -hmm. All right, Rob, quick question. Will the Chiefs have an easy road to the Super Bowl?
1: Uh, no. I mean, they got to go through the Bills, no? Yeah, and the Titans. So, I, I I mean, I'm not too, you know, worried about the Titans for them. But, um, yeah, I mean, the way they've been playing, I'm worried about anybody, you know, especially those lesser teams, you know, where they're kind of like, hey, you know, we'll just put on 15 at the end of the game and it'll be fine. And then that 15 doesn't show up and they're like, hey, we got to score three points somehow. I feel like that's definitely going to happen to Kansas City one of these games. Um, but yeah, I don't see there. I don't see them as being. Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely see an t- uh, easy schedule. I'm with line. you.
0: I'm with you. I got to go. No, it's not easy road we'll to the Super Bowl for two reasons. One, the Buffalo Bills are playing their best best football, and and they can and they can win shootouts if if you allow them to. I mean, the second thing is, Kansas City, you know they they they're, they, they have these kinks. So when you have a team that's trying to work out kinks, and they have a bye week, you know that's that's. That, that leaves you high. Uh, history says that leaves you highly highly vulnerable to lose some of these games. So the answer is no. Rob, quick question. Who wins between the Bucks and the Heat today? The Miami Heat.
1: Bucks and Miami Heat. I'm going to go with, uh, I mean, I just like the Bucs, man. I think, you know, Giannis just is just a, a free guy now. So I love to see what he's going to do in the next couple of years.
0: Dude, there is nothing like an athlete who gets his money and still plays. Ball like he's playing for a contract, and 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 I'm I'm loath to say that we name them by name because I don't I can't highlight too many of them. Some of them get worse, and some of them stay the same. LeBron's gotten better since he's got his money. The uh, big Greek freak is going to be the same on his worst day, and they're one of the best regular season teams. And this is a regular season game, and I expect him to beat the Heat. That's that's my answer too. Rob, quick question: Which head coach? On a losing team, do you think his job is in jeopardy? I'll go first on this one. I'm going to go with Zimmer from um, Minnesota. They didn't play good football. Um, they have some talent around them and you manage to lose digs and a lot of these people and I think him and the GM are going to get it. How about you?
1: I I got to say, you know, maybe it's not the right the overall right choice, but I got to say Doug Peterson, you know, they won they had one great year his first year or second year after they just drafted Carson Wentz, you know, their number one or number two overall pick. And, you know, they've kind of been flat, you know, the head coach is a part of the player personnel as well. So when you're losing guys or Fletcher Cox is not playing as well as he used to, or, you know, all your linebackers got traded away. That's on you too, as a coach, you know, you got to keep your players, you got to make them perform. So I have to say Doug Peterson.
0: Cool. Rob, Rob, Quick question. That's a, actually a pretty unique pick because it seems like Peterson has done good with every quarterback except once after that first season, but no, right. but you but you've been saying it. you've been consistent. You've been saying that from the beginning. Um, quick question. Which coach on a losing team do you think whose job is safe? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, definitely, uh, I mean, this is an easy one, but Joe Judge, first-year coach, you know, I think that they've done fantastic things with the Giants. Not the record, but the way they play football, how they're competing, you know, he's far and beyond one of my favorite young coaches out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was going to go lazy with Bill Belichick or or John Gruden, but because I know they're both like kind of made men, you know what I'm saying? And you, I mean, Gruden, you got to force out the door before you fire him. And Bill, Bill Belichick, <clears throat> you know, um, is an, a pretty much an untouchable right now, especially with the relationship he has with Kraft. Uh, but I'm going to go brave. I'd like um, – and I, this is – you know, I didn't write it down because he wasn't my original pick as the head coach of the Bengals. Um, mm. The Bengals are a fun team to watch every week, even without Burrow. They play hard every single play. You don't see them give up, and in light of the fact they have one of the cheapest owners in the NFL, uh, I'm very, very impressed the the way this guy kept all these guys up, and they just they just play hard every week. And I'm I'm looking forward to to watching them play this week. I believe they're playing um, the Ravens. So,
1: could we get an honorable mention? Yeah, Brian Flores.
0: <laughs> well, they're not a losing team. Ah. Well. <clears throat> Damn. Yeah, Come but on. I love him. No, Flores last that's my last. Coach. Listen, Flores last honestly, year. Honestly, that
1: could be my my newcomer newcomer of the year, head coach.
0: Would, would you would you make him? Would you call him coach of the year this year?
1: I, I would. I mean, yes. Just because if you remember what this team looked like before the season started, right? Like they were a losing team last year, losing team for the last three
0: season, pretty much. Fitzpatrick starting this year.
1: Fitzpatrick starting, oh, we got Tua Tagovailoa who might be injured, might not, you know, who's our offensive line? Yeah, I think he's probably in the, in the running for coach of the year, yeah. along with uh,
0: Buffalo Bills head coach too. Yeah, Coach McDermott, McDermott I think deserves yeah. the nod because um, he got all the pieces he want, but there's something to be said about putting all the pieces together because yeah, a, a lot of coaches get handed talent and don't do anything, because, yeah. like the Cowboys. And um, <laughs> and,
1: they, and not to make this too much yeah. longer, but they also missed on Oliver. Totally missed. Yeah. And they still have been better this year than last year.
0: Tomlin was my front runner until he lost three in a row. So now he's <laughs> he's neck and neck with the rest of them. But if I had to pick one today, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go Flores, man. I'm going to go Flores. I like that. I like that question. Um, quick question, Rob. Let's see. Who wins between the Raptors and Sixers today?
1: <clears throat> I mean, I'll go with the Raptors. I Rap- like the Raptors a lot. I Raptors. like what they got.
0: Me too, yeah. Raptors. Quick question, Rob. This weekend we got Ohio State playing Clemson. We got Alabama playing Notre Dame. Quick question, Rob. Who wins between Ohio State and Clemson?
1: <clears throat> um, I mean Dabo gave them a lot of uh, locker board material, you know. So, but you know, I can't deny it's got to be Clemson, man.
0: I'm going with They're Ohio too State. Too big, too strong. I'm going with Ohio yeah. State. Alabama. Who wins between Alabama and Notre Dame? Rhetorical question. Yeah, I don't think anybody's really gonna
1: yeah. say. Going no with anything, Bama.
0: So. Still scratching my yeah. head on how Notre Dame even got in. You know, um, I, they. We'll bar- I mean, they barely beat Clemson without Trevor Lawrence. They got blown away with him, and I mean, to me, the with college football since there's only four spots, to me that should be your playoff game right mm-hmm. you you lose to someone who's already in the top four um it, that should be your playoff game man. but
1: but then do you duck and dive to stay away from the top four maybe play a top six seven eight team to kind of squeeze in there yeah
0: or? cincinnati i mean they're gonna have to have a stronger schedule they were undefeated you know i mean exactly Texas don't know look good you know So it's hard
1: to say what the what the thing is um i would love to see that maybe for next week and figure out what how what would be the best uh, process for strength to schedule? Should it be too strong, too soft?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, quick question, Rob. Should teams be playing the lose? like the last couple of weeks, some, team have been, some teams have been teams been playing the lose to get like higher higher lottery picks
1: i mean no if you don't want to lose your job as a gm or a head coach or anybody else in the coaching staff mm-hmm. you know so i think that it usually comes from one person or one idea where they're trying to either lock in a draft pick or they're trying to you know get something better for the team in the future but then they they forget to realize how many jobs they employ at that time so i think even the tanking for somebody's strategy is terrible all around as a franchise
0: look uh, initially, I was gonna say yeah, but it's an emphatic no because for two reasons. One, you you you're, you're trying to get these lottery picks and these high lottery picks, but I think we have quarterback recency bias because people have been selecting quarterbacks and those quarterbacks have come into the full full fruition. Think about all the number one and number two and number three picks, right? Like you got Cam Newton, you got Kyler Murray, you got all these. Uh, um, this dude from um, the Chargers, Herbert, is just like mm-hmm. the best quarterback no one's talking about this year. Um, mm-hmm. Josh Allen, who who only dropped down because he got caught using the N word when he was 15 years old but I think because we have quarterback recency bias we think that the guy's automatically going to shine and that's not that's not there's no guarantee so I don't lie so I say no for that one reason and the second reason is you have GMs and coaches and players who you know if they get cut teams a team that wants to pick them up is going to be looking at them so people are fighting for their their player and coaching resumes so no it's not a good idea if it happens it happens I mean but no I I I don't think it's a good idea and you're not going to see a lot of people on the Jaguars next year (laughs) you know because of how they've been playing you know Minshew another quarterback in the league before Kaepernick god I'm back at them sorry but that Uh, um 64 quarterbacks better than him
1: But the things that they were saying about Gardner Minshew, like, oh, this guy has genius tendencies and uh, unbelievable intangibles. I'm like, can he throw the ball to his receiver? Oh, no. Okay. Then let's not let him start. You know, I get if people are trying to, uh, you know, push people in there and maybe they think they got something. But anybody that was watching football could tell that Gardner Minshew was a backup quarterback at best. At best, and for them to say that he was going to be a franchise quarterback, or he had the the aptitude to play at such a level where a a, a franchise could actually go around him and build around him, is disgusting. It's disgusting, and honestly, it's right at the level of uh, I don't even want to say this thing of just being inept. Like if you if you can't see that Gardner Minshew is not a good as good as a quarterback at as what we saw colin kaepernick was then okay you, you you should just not talk sports
0: no like ever again sorry i mean i for me it comes from a very special place in my heart or contemptuous uh, um resentful place in my heart because as a volleyball coach right there are so many people who would get jobs over me because they're a bigger name right okay they hmm. they've done this as a player you've done that as a player but the real question is can he do the job better than me that's that's the question and and the and I'm not trying to brag about myself, but there's, there's so many people that I'm so much better than. But but because, um, and I have a name now, you know, I had, to, I had to build and rebuild my name. But there are so many people out there like me in every sport where you're like, they're like, oh, that guy has a pedigree. Oh, this guy did that as a player. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Can he do the fucking job or not? Can he do the freaking job or not? Yes or no? Uh, and... I don't know. I'm, I'm going to maybe I just keep pounding that on the podcast until people get tired of listening to me. But but I'm glad you brought that up because that has a very significant uh, personal uh, um, place as far as my, my my sentiment is concerned. Guys, that concludes quick question and that concludes our podcast. But before we go, uh, we do shout outs or whatever. And I want to do a big R.I.P. to one of my favorite pitchers growing up as a Yankee fan. I was uh, Phil Necro. Passed away at eighty four years old. Um, he, I believe, he played for the Atlanta Braves, but I, I, can only remember the time that he played for the Yankees. Big time knuckleballer, man. I mean, balls that would just leave the top of the screen and land in the strike zone. Balls that would just mm. leave the screen. Um, played. Uh, um, passed away at eighty four years old. Um, he played baseball in the majors till forty eight years old. He had three twenty win seasons. Oh. He's a Hall of Famer. He won. Um, um, ERA, lowest ERA award in 1967. So a pitcher coming from 1967, pitching all the way into the 80s. The 80s Yankees with Mattingly and Winfield and Ricky Henderson and those guys. So big up to Phil Necro. 318 career wins. I put some 16th on the list of career wins. Um, won the National League ERA title. That's what that was. Yep. So that's that's um, my shout out and that's it and I gave Taylor Crabb a shout out already you know mad respect I'm not a fan I'm not a fan of players in the sport as much as I'm a fan of the sport but I do have my favorites you know I do have my female favorites Brandy Wilkerson my male favorites is actually his brother Trevor you know um, and a couple of other people but you know mad respect Where you got Rob? to
1: everybody happy and healthy y'all
0: <laughs> thank you God bless you good night <laughs> Yes, sir. Yo, my dude. All right, we did it. And that's it for our podcast. That's episode 48. Uh, Thank you for listening to us. For all of you at home, for all of you on your iPad, for all of you on your iPhone at Starbucks on the lunch line, for all of you on your Droid, for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world. Old school, old school for Rob. Keep it. McLean, McLean. I am Jason DeBias. This is Sports Debate Tuesday. We're out.